there's a real sense that everybody's trying to make this the best they could and to get to be a part of that in maybe a bit of a deeper way than I have before is just the coolest thing. Welcome to the Women of Marvel podcast. I'm Angelique Rocher. And I'm Ellie Pyle. Today, we're celebrating a TV show that's near to all of our hearts, Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. We have a really special interview today with Elizabeth Henstridge, who stars as Agent Gemma Simmons, and she actually got to direct her very first episode, which aired yesterday, July 22nd, on ABC. Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. has been around for nearly seven years, and right now they're in the middle of airing their seventh and final season. I was lucky enough to get to watch the whole season while it was in production, and I am so excited for you guys to see everything that's about to come. But one of the things I loved most about this season was the way they kind of interpreted time travel as using the predominant genre of each of the eras that they went to to kind of theme the episode. I thought that was a really fun way to approach time travel and you know give them a chance to do something a little different that they hadn't done on the show before and you know honestly i think one of the coolest things about this show is not just how all of us feel like we're kind of part of the family but actually watching the cast grow together over the course of these last seven seasons right like We've been lucky enough to have them on Women of Marvel multiple times, and I've had a chance to interview um, the cast at Comic-Cons over the past couple of years, and every time it is it is literally a complete joy, not just because they're amazing people, but just the energy of the cast together is so phenomenal. Well, I'm jealous of everybody who got to hang out with the cast. Judy's gotten to visit them on set a bunch, and this conversation with Elizabeth is from her final visit. Elizabeth reflects on how she's grown since the show started and what it was like to direct for the first time. When somebody sees something in you and believes in you before you believe in yourself is the most overwhelming feeling. And it was a similar thing for directing. It's like I really, really wanted to do it and I fought hard for it. But at the end of the day, somebody has to go, yes, you. Oh my gosh, this interview is so much fun to listen in on. And I love that you can hear that they are actually in the middle of the set, surrounded by folks from the cast and crew. And and towards the end, they even have to kind of lower their voices. I don't even know why I'm lowering my voice now, but I feel like I have to because, you know, you can tell that suddenly the cameras are rolling, interview or not, because the show must go on. Let's take a listen. I'm very excited because I'm standing on set. We're trying to be not too loud. And I have Elizabeth here. Hello. Hello. We're sitting on, uh, uh, I've been listening to a lot of podcasts where people describe things. Oh, We're sitting yes. on two little folding chairs yeah. in the middle of like a carpeted it's area. super glamorous. We have a prop cart next to us with lots of random things on. A lot of cardboard boxes, actually. I'm but, sure we'll recycle we're them. Li- we're lit fairly well for like a very I good I can definitely set. see you. Yeah. Yeah. So it's very good. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about directing. What was the process of sort of being invited to direct one of the episodes? I expressed an interest of shadowing and Jesse Bochco, who's a wonderful director that we've been lucky enough to have a lot on the show, I would always be picking his brain and then I just asked if I would be able to shadow him and he said of course and so that was really my first experience of being on set all the time and being privy to some of the conversations that happen behind the scenes and I loved it. 
and then I shadowed Kevin Tancheron, I shadowed Nina, and I shadowed Clark, and had sort of expressed a dream of directing, but it's a big risk for them. You know, so you have to kind of work to earn your stripes a little bit, and I loved shadowing, and yeah, I just kind of kept putting my name forward, and then they gave me one to do. And I hear they gave you one that was kind of tricky, a little like Oh my somewhat. gosh, it was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It was definitely different from anything that we've done. But this was very different in a great way. And I was so lucky because it was such an important episode for Daisy and Colson. And to be able to do that one, I just, my heart was melted the whole time and being able to work so closely with them as my first episode to direct was really special because Clark has just been unbelievably supportive in terms of very practically I shadowed him you know for the whole process and he was a real cheerleader of mine and then Chloe and I are so close and she's been very supportive as well and just so encouraging and it just allowed for so many really lovely moments along the way that most directors wouldn't get because you know you don't know the cast as well as I know them um yeah so I was as crazy as the episode was and as difficult in a way I wouldn't have wanted any other one to do so for those listening at home it's kind of like Groundhog Day right yes yes it's a Groundhog Day episode we repeat the loop I think 24 times is what we decided in the end maybe 22 and yeah it was mentally very stimulating and we had to shoot it in quite a different way because of a lot of things happening at the same time and then some things happening differently and there was a lot of cues a lot of light cues a lot of explosion cues and it was really interesting to piece together what the through line is and what happened at the same moments and what put things off the timeline depending on who remembered and who didn't so we had to block shoot it which we have never done on this show which is where if you have a lot of scenes set in the same set you'll shoot every camera setup by camera setup which is just a bit crazy to get your head around but anyway we did that um, <laughs> and it actually worked really well I was it was all new but it was good I'm so pleased with the episode and everybody just threw themselves into it and you think there's nothing new that we could do on the show and then that seemed very new. <laughs> well, I feel like everything about season seven is, is like every time I'm on set, I'm like, you guys are wearing a different air. It's amazing. I know. Season seven has been incredible. Every season, I feel like I'm saying that. It's a reinvention every season. But I love the experimental episodes and the standalone bottle episodes. So to get to do one of those was daunting, but ultimately so satisfying and gratifying. And what is the process for you as an actor who's also directing, right? You have to, like, put your different hats on. Like, how did you sort of work through figuring that out? Um, That was the main thing I was a little bit nervous about. But it's actually, it really was easy because you're so well prepped for the scene anyway. So by the time you come to act in it, you kind of know the beats that need to be hit. You've spoken to the execs about it tonally and so it was actually almost easier for me because there's times when we're not meant to when we're not meant to be allowed to know what story beats is coming next but we have to kind of foreshadow something so sometimes the direction is this is will be an important moment we can't tell you why now but just hit this word which is fine 
but to actually know what it is was so so cool. You talked about sort of like how it was kind of helpful to be a director and also be an actor. Did the pre-production elements of like thinking about costumes and makeup and all that stuff and the post, did that sort of also bring it all together as a full episode, as a full idea? Oh, totally. It's like shooting a mini movie. Yeah, you go into prep first and you have all the different meetings and you see how the script changes before you would then send it out to the actors and you get to kind of, you know, make suggestions or clarify some things or, yeah, if you have a good idea, then you can throw it out there and it's just so amazing. I just am fascinated by the whole process and by all the different departments and learning how everybody just comes together to make this beast work. And so the prep was incredible and, you know, you never feel like you have enough time. I could have spent six months prepping the episode. So there's a definite time crunch there, but all the different meetings and then having initial meetings, you know, with props and then they go away and then two days later come back and they've built the thing and it's incredible and it's better than you could have imagined. You know, just being able to work with people that are at the top of their game is so fun. It's like make-believe. It's so crazy, the stuff that they come up with. I mean, it is all make-believe, obviously, but it's like you. It's like that's the real magic. I've no idea how they do any of that. And there's a real sense that everybody's trying to make this the best they could. And to get to be a part of that in maybe a bit of a deeper way than I have before is just the coolest thing. And we talk so much about the S.H.I.E.L.D. family, the Marvel family. I mean, the amount of times I've been on set, how comfortable I feel. Good. But, I, but I feel like probably one of the great things for each one of you guys has mm-hmm. been the experiences that you have built in the last you know, seven seasons plus. Yeah. Like the fact that, you know, you've been able to direct and you guys have the opportunity to interact with the different teams and players and you guys know everyone. Like mm-hmm. what is it like for you to know that you're going to be able to take that on to the future and take all these amazing skills that you brought thanks to the show? Oh, I just feel like the luckiest person in the world, honestly. And I I think it's very special when you work somewhere that curiosity is cultivated and rewarded and people take a chance. I feel like, you know, the bosses took a real chance on all of us, but I you know, hadn't really done much before this show. And when somebody sees something in you and believes in you before you believe in yourself is the most overwhelming feeling. And it was a similar thing for directing. It's like I really, really wanted to do it and I fought hard for it. But at the end of the day, somebody has to go, yes, you. And, you know, you never know how hard something's going to be until you do it. But they knew how hard it was going to be and they believed in me. And so I really thought about that in, you know, moments that just felt a bit overwhelming. I, you know, really remembered that they they knew how hard it was and they chose me to do it, which is... That's what I'll take with me of the like, to be surrounded by people that believe in you and see something in you is incredible. And I hope that for everybody. And it's not always the case, you know, sometimes you have to fight harder to be heard. But yeah, I think we all need to see that in ourselves a bit more because I feel like we'd freaking conquer the world. Yeah, I mean, as women, we'll eventually conquer the world. <laughs> We're doing it slowly. Or yes. cats will. The other, there's, I think there's two options there. Cats? Cats. <laughs> I, I talk about They're cats. already ruling the world. I mean, that's fairly accurate. So you kind of answered my question, but I want to ask it anyways. Yeah. Like, what, out of working on the show, is your like favorite achievement? Something that the show has given you that you're very appreciative of? I mean, on a large scale, I think a sense of belief, a sense of that this was all worth it, that, you know, all the dead-end jobs that I did, the 
living halfway around the world, the moving to LA with a suitcase, the, you know, not being sensible with like a degree or a job or, you know, it makes you go, oh, there was a reason that I followed that voice inside my heart. There's a reason that, you know, regardless of what happens next, it's a, it's a validation of that dream that is priceless. I always would say whenever I got to the next round of an audition or got good feedback, I was like, oh, I feel like my tank has been filled up for a bit that I can cope with a few more rejections. And this job has just filled my tank to the brim that I feel like, oh, I can tackle the other side now. You know, the fans are watching this final season. They're obviously going to, like, experience it with you guys yeah. at the same time. But what could you say to them for following you throughout 100 plus episodes, seven years, how many conventions you guys have attended? The Marvel fans, the S.H.I.E.L.D. fans, we're all connected together with oh you guys. Oh my gosh, yeah. I mean, you've just changed our lives on in huge ways and tiny ways. And, you know, all the photos that we see on Instagram that we're tagged in and all the pictures people have drawn and the fan art and the fan fiction and, and also just watching it and being able to share stories and talk to people and it's something that's going to carry on hopefully for years and years and years that now we've all got a shared experience and just thank you you've made a lot of people's dream come true and you know people that you don't ever see get to have a relationship with the fans and get to have a job because of the fans and watching yeah so just thank you you can never understand how what a gift you give to us you know, we, we talk about nostalgia, like looking back at shows that oh, no. we all had moments. I think this show. Oh, that's fine. I think this show, the fact that there were powerful women on the show through and through. Yeah, I've been so lucky because this has been my normal. And I hope I don't get a shock when I get out the other side. But I won't want to settle for anything less. And I think that's what it comes down to. If no one settles, then it's going to change. Because I expect this now. <laughs> well, I want to say that I have been incredibly honored to follow Aww. along for the ride. You know, I was in the room, ballroom 20 years ago when we first announced you guys. Isn't that crazy? Like, I mean, Chloe's a woman now. Like, yeah. you guys have grown up, and that's and it's amazing that I've been a part along the way. So. Oh, my gosh. It's so, it, really, it really feels like that. You... You have been with us this whole time. I mean, I've run out of colors that your hair has been. Yeah, it's been crazy. It's almost too big to think about. And I think trying to process that is just nuts. Like, I think I would just implode. And I, I think you're right in terms of, like, looking back. And I think things are easier to see from a distance sometimes. But being in it is the most warm and wonderful feeling that you're right we should remember to carry that with us throughout other stuff and then the show never really ends we'll all expand and go different places but we'll all be connected you know that's that's the whole point of family is that you can not see each other for a while and you just click back in but yeah having you along for the ride has been so amazing because you don't really think about things until you sit down and have a conversation about how important it is to have scientists in a sci-fi show you know you've always kept bringing us back to what's important and that has been a pivotal part of my experience to just keep being reminded that this might not be normal and even if it is normal it's f 
cool. And I think that what Shield has done is very important, and I think we will remember it. I hope you know, so. moving forward, and yeah. hopefully when we're at our 300th episode or <laughs> our 15th anniversary <laughs> panel, we'll have you guys back for a great, adorable yes. reunion. We'll come out and with our walking sticks and walkers. And I like how you aged us like 50 years in that scenario. I know. I feel like we've all aged on this show. <laughs> <laughs> we've been through a lot. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining thank us, Elizabeth. You. And I'm so glad it was here. How perfect. As whispering on the set, surrounded by like rubbish basically it's the most accurate experience of being <laughs> on set <laughs> so true Thanks again to Elizabeth Henstridge for joining us. The episode she directed is episode nine, As I Have Always Been, which I'm going to be honest, is one of my favorites of the season. You can watch Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. on Wednesdays, 10 p.m., 9 central on ABC. And if you want to hear more from this phenomenal cast, I highly recommend you listen to the interviews Judy did last year with Ming-Na Wen, a.k.a. Agent May, Chloe Bennett, a.k.a. Daisy Johnson, and Natalia Cordova. Buckley, aka one of my favorite characters, Yo-Yo. Yeah, I'm gonna say it. I hard hands, Natalia. Hard hands. Um, you can find them all in our episode from June 20th, 2019, uh, and that you can find wherever you get your podcasts. So since this is the last season of Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., we wanted to take a look back. Angelique, do you have any favorite moments from the show over the years? The entirety of season three and season four. Um, I love both the tie-in to Winter Soldier and who does not love some Robbie Reyes action Ghost Rider? Just all of it. I don't. I can't choose one. That's what I got. That's awesome. What about you? I have always been a big Fitzsimmons fan, but I will be honest that I actually didn't want them to get together in the beginning. I wanted them to just, you know, have this beautiful best friendship forever. But then they sold me on it. Then they sold me on this being true love. One of my favorite episodes is when they're trapped and they're both like kind of dealing with the embodiments of their dark sides and, you know, their fears kind of made manifest. That's one of my favorites. I am both here for Fitzsimmons and for Felinda. Um, I think these are things that should always exist within very close-knit teams. But I hear you. They were like best buds and like, you're like, but do they ruin it by falling in love? And then you see them get married and you're like, nope. 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 It's great. Not ruined. <laughs> if you have any favorite moments from Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. that you want to share with us, we would love to hear them. Tweet us using the hashtag Women of Marvel or email us at womenof at marvel.com. Until next time, this is Marvel. Your universe. Women of Marvel is produced by Rebecca Seidel and Zachary Goldberg, along with Ellie Pyle, Judy Stevens, and me, Angelique Rocher. Our audio development manager is Karen Heffa, and Jill DeBoff is our director of audio. Special thanks to Elizabeth Henstridge. <laughs>